Welcome to the ForexWarrior.com podcast, where it's all Forex, all the time. The latest and hottest topics in the world of currency trading, right here at your fingertips. Live Forex trading, psychology, money management, chart setups, news events, automated trading, and expert trading interviews. Plus, we review brokerages from around the world. From beginner to advanced, there is something for everyone. Are you ready for a change? Do you have what it takes to be a Forex warrior? Learn how to live the Forex lifestyle. With over 13 years in the Forex markets and connections around the globe, here is your host, Dr. Jason Gospodarek. Greetings, fellow Forex warriors, and thank you for listening to the ForexWarrior.com podcast today. I hope you're having a great day and a great week. For those of you who've been around for a while, as you know, we release these podcasts brand new every Sunday evening around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find the podcast, the show notes, the links to everything covered at theforexwarrior.com. Just click on episodes, or you can find us anywhere that you get podcasts from, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, you name it, we're out there. Check it out, theforexwarrior.com. Today's episode is going to be covering a topic that is really important to all those who trade Forex, and that is technical analysis. Technical analysis, what is it? To keep it simple, technical analysis is studying chart patterns that show up based on the past price action in the Forex markets. Now, this can be the past minute, the past hour, the four hour, the daily, the weekly, the monthly, yearly, whatever you have. It's looking at the past chart pattern. So there are many different types of charts used across the market today. And I'm going to keep it real simple for you. We have bar charts, line charts, candlestick charts, and many others. You might have remembered the little charts from years ago if you've ever seen some really old stock analysts showing the X's and the O's. And there's all different types of different charts to watch. But my favorite by far is the candlestick chart. Now, this is the podcast, of course, audio. The video version of this that I recorded earlier actually showed all these images and all these screenshots. But since you're listening without the ability to see the video, what I'm going to do is just sort of skim through and give you some summary. So first of all, we have bar charts. For those of you who've been trading for a while, you're probably familiar with bar charts. You can find this in MetaTrader 4, MetaTrader 5, or any platform that you use to trade Forex with. The bar chart is literally a bar. It's a solid line with a hash mark on the left side and a hash mark on the right side. The hash mark on the left is the open price of that bar, and the hash mark on the right is a closed price. And the bar itself is the range of the price from the low to the high. So you can see what price the bar opened at, what price it closed at, and also the range of price in that time frame. Now remember, this can be a minute, it can be an hour, it can be a week, a month, whatever your selection is on the chart as far as the time frame. Bar charts are used by some of the most sophisticated traders out there. However, I still prefer candlestick charts, and I'll tell you the reasons why in a little bit. Next, we have the line charts. Pretty straightforward. The line chart shows the line on the chart. The reason that I don't ever use line charts is because you can't see the highs and the lows of each of those incremental movements. You only see the average. Some line charts are like moving averages where they have weighted, exponential, and simple curves to them that factor in the price to make that line point. So there's just too many parameters for me to get too into. Now, if you're a real experienced trader, you might like line charts. Some traders do use them to see patterns. Look, if you have a pattern on a chart that's drawn with a line, say it's a head and shoulders, it couldn't show up in a more straightforward fashion than on a line chart. I personally, though, don't use line charts. 
Candlestick charts are my favorite for a few reasons. First of all, that's how I learned to trade years ago. Uh, at the time you're listening to this podcast, it's been about 14 years, give or take a little bit, since I first started trading Forex. And I learned a candlestick chart. So you can set the color of the candlesticks to anything you want. Most traders that I see have a red or dark color going down and then a blue or a green going up. So you can see the downward candle bodies, the upward candle bodies. And then we have what's called the wick. That's the end of the candlestick on each side. There are a lot of candlestick patterns, and I'm not going to go over those today. There's actually entire courses that you can buy on candlesticks and how to study them to learn about dojis and spinning tops and different formations like a hanging man and a hammer and inverted hammer. There's a lot of different patterns there. Again, just my opinion, but I feel like on the longer term time frames, some of those candlestick patterns are quite valid. The shorter that you go on the time frame, the less important chart patterns and candlestick patterns are. There's just not as many traders seeing them. And remember, different brokers and different platforms have different trade times. So some brokerages open a daily chart at a certain time where others might open at a different time frame. So it's just a little bit more accurate if you're ever going to look at candlestick patterns or chart patterns in general to look at the longer term time frame to find them. Again, candlestick charts, my favorite. You can connect the tops or the bottoms of the wicks to make your trend lines, your support and resistance areas. You can see the candle body, which is that colored part that shows you the open and the close on each side and when it happened. The color of that body shows you which direction it moves. So for example, if you picture a candlestick with the body in the middle, with the wick on top and bottom, if the candlestick is red, at least in my charts, that means it opened and then it went down and closed at the lower price. And if it's blue, it opened at the bottom and it rose up and closed at the higher price. Same thing as with the bar chart where the first hash was on the left for open and the other one was on the right for close. Therefore, you don't need any color indicator. But most people that I see trade still use candlestick charts. You can use whatever you want. It doesn't make a lot of difference. It just depends on what you're comfortable with. And candlesticks are my favorite. So as far as technical analysis goes, the most basic thing and probably one of the most important and most powerful things that you can do in trading technically is to look at simple support and resistance levels. Now, again, I know you can't see this image, but I'm looking at a chart of the dollar yen. I believe it's on the 30 minute or one hour time frame. And what we see is the candlesticks making higher highs and higher lows, higher highs and higher lows. And there's a nice trend that rises. And it's interesting because on this image and on a lot of images, we see the high form and then we see the candlestick price action over the different time frames, the different candles that are there, fall back down to the support area from the highs earlier and then continue to push up make new highs and then higher lows. So we have this sort of organic breath of the market where it pushes up and it takes a break and then it pushes up again higher and takes a break and then it pushes up higher and you get this sort of zigzag pattern. There's a, a lot of information online if you're curious to study that actual zigzag pattern, if you will, and it's called Elliott Wave Analysis, where we talk about the one, two, three, four, five waves, the ABC corrections, the fractals inside of that. There's just so much there that you can learn. And I'm going to be working on teaching people how to do the basics of Elliott Wave in my course. And I think I have a few videos on YouTube now that get a little bit more in depth into Elliott Wave Analysis. But for this simple podcast, since you're not able to look at the images, I just want you to envision in your mind a simple upward trending chart where it goes up and pulls back. The support and resistance levels are the areas that the chart forms with the end of the wick point. So for example, we rise up on the dollar yen and then it pulls back. Now we have a swing high. We draw a line there and that's our resistance level going up. If we can break through that resistance level 
and make a new high, then that level becomes support on the way back down. So we have resistance, it breaks through, we have a pull back and it becomes support. So your resistance can become support and it generally does at least in some fashion in an uptrend, a true uptrend. Now, one of the things I taught for years is that you don't wanna be perfect with these levels. The image that I have on my screen that you're not able to see has literally exact levels where it's just classic trading, buying at the support level, selling at the resistance level. But if, in general, you wanna have zones because the market isn't always perfect, right? It depends on what time you're trading, if there's news events, what session you're in, whether it's London or Tokyo or US session. So I always have a little cushion. And when I used to do all the live streams, hundreds and hundreds of videos live streaming, um, we'd always have these little cushions, these supporter resistance zones. Just a, a very important thing to watch for any trading. Even if you're an expert trader, we all still need to watch the support and resistance. And of course, look to the left, zoom out, see if you're going to be in what we call confluence with longer time frames. What that means is, say a support level on the daily is also matching up to a support level on the one hour or 15 minute where you're trading, the more time frames that match, the more confluence of signals and price action likelihood do you have moving forward. The next thing we wanna look at after reviewing those bar charts, line charts, candlestick charts, just touching on support and resistance trading is trend line trading. If we have the same chart that we had before where we make higher highs and higher lows, higher highs and higher lows, and we have maybe five waves going up and down like that, you can connect the highs on the top all the way on the chart with one another of those wicks and the lows on the bottom. Now, some teachers who teach trading and technical analysis will connect the tops and the bottoms of the wicks to make the line. Other traders use the real body of the candle, the colored part. I tend to use the wicks, and when I'm drawing a trend line, again, it's not gonna be perfect. You know, Sometimes it is, but the vast majority of time, it's an estimation. And what you're trying to do by drawing a trend line is looking to possibly buy when you get down into the support levels on the lower side of the trend line and possibly have your target for profit at the top or even looking to sell at the top, at the resistance level, that upper line. And you can do what's called a channel trade where you buy at the top and sell at the bottom. And you line those levels up with the longer term support and resistance levels. Maybe you use some patterns like head and shoulders and you can get these sort of confluence of signals to make certain certain price areas a lot more likely to have some turn. When you trade on the Forex charts and you're looking at these candlesticks, you wanna be able to take advantage of those turns in the market. So of course, you're not gonna be, be right all the time. You might even be wrong most of the time, but the times that you're right, you wanna be able to capitalize on those. And that's what makes a consistent, long-term, successful, profitable trading strategy and a successful trader long-term. So again, we have support and resistance trading, just real basic stuff, trading trend lines. And the next topic that I have is pattern trading. One of my favorite things to use because it just works a lot of the time is patterns such as head and shoulders, double bottoms and double tops, triple bottoms and triple tops, wedges, triangles, flags, pennants, cup and handle patterns, channels like we just mentioned, and many more. My favorite is the head and shoulders pattern. I have a really nice representation here on my um, presentation slide. I know you can't see it, of course, but if you just imagine a very simple head and shoulder, even if it's on a line chart, you have the left shoulder, the right shoulder, and the head that sticks up higher, and you connect the bottoms of those shoulders together to make what we call the neckline. 
The neckline is the key factor of head and shoulders trading, and it doesn't have to be level. That one shoulder might be a little higher, a little lower than the other. Of course, if it's really off, it's not a head and shoulders pattern. These can be regular head and shoulders, or they can be inverted upside down, where you see inverted head and shoulders pattern upside down on the chart. And like I mentioned before, the longer term time frame that you find these on, the more accurate they tend to be. A daily head and shoulders is going to be seen and talked about in the news, and maybe you'll find people talking about it in a forum or chat room a little bit more than something on, say, a one-minute chart, for example. When we look at a head and shoulders pattern, again, my favorite pattern to trade, what you do is you watch the left shoulder form, of course, the head, the right shoulder starts to form, and that's when you can finally pick up on the head and shoulders pattern. And if you, if you think about it just in simple price action psychology, if you will, the market is saying that it wants to go higher by making that left shoulder, but then it gets pushed down. Then it has that last push trying to take out trader stops that are selling, trying to get more buyers into the market to make the head, but then it crashes back down again, and that last push is that right shoulder when it tries to push up one more time and it fails. So if you think about the price action, not just looking at it mechanically and anatomically on the chart, but if you think about the psychology behind the traders who are trading something like a head and shoulders pattern, it makes a lot of sense. You know, you push up and get rejected. You push up higher, comes crashing down. One more push up, but it doesn't even make it as high as the head, and then it starts pushing back again. So here's the tricky part. That neckline is where you wanna be selling if it's a regular head and shoulders, an upright head and shoulders. You wanna sell at the neckline. Most traders that I know will sell it right when it gets down to the neckline, and they'll sell it down and try to reach their target point. The more sort of reserved or more careful way to do it is to let the neckline break where the price action falls beneath the neckline, and then wait for a pullback up to the neckline and then continue down. So you sell once it retests or pulls back. It's called a basically a break and continuation of the neckline. You can do it either way. I tend to, depending on the, the time of the day and the time frame and the pair I'm trading, I tend to try to get in right on the break of the neckline. And if it pulls back, I will add a little bit extra to that same order to have a larger order size. And next we have the most important part, the target. So a head and shoulders pattern in its most simple form, the target is the length of the neckline that you drew to the top of the head there projected down. So we call it a A to B equals B to C target. So A to B would be the head to the neckline and B to C would be the neckline down to a target. When you're looking at the target though, as you get more experienced with your Forex trading, you don't wanna just make it exact. Let's say you're in the dollar yen in a one hour time frame, and the head on the head and shoulders is 80 pips. You don't wanna just set your target 80 pips beneath. You want to look for even numbers. Maybe it's a 100.00 number. Maybe you wanna be a little more conservative and try for 70, because remember, the market doesn't always go perfectly. Some traders will even take only half of that target and be happy with that, or have two orders and let one run a little bit longer. When I see technical patterns on the chart, my gut feeling is always to be a little bit conservative and not try to reach that full target. Now, if there's news coming out or general political banter, if you will, that will drive this currency pair even lower, that might be a good time to let that trade run all the way to the target or even further, possibly adding smaller orders to that trade as you go. So again, pattern trading, left shoulder, head, right shoulder. We have the neckline. The target is the distance from the head to the neckline projected out. 
and you can enter at the break of the neckline or when it pulls back up to the neckline and then continues downwards as a more conservative entry. They're equally valid upside down as well, inverted head and shoulders. Double bottom, double tops, triple bottoms, triple tops, pretty self-explanatory. I have a some beautiful examples. I actually have some double tops and triple tops here and some head and shoulder patterns inside a head and shoulders. If you've ever watched my presentation on head and shoulder patterns in the past, I have a head and shoulders pattern that has each the shoulders on the left and right and the head are head and shoulders patterns inside. It's really a unique setup that was on the dollar Canadian, I believe, probably seven, eight years ago on a 15 minute time frame, I think it was, but definitely a popular way to trade head and shoulders patterns. Next, I want to just touch on flag and pennant. A bull flag is when the price rises up and then it makes a lower low, lower high, lower low, lower high, and then it breaks up again and it continues up. You can imagine a flag if it's blowing in the wind real hard going straight out, but just tipped a little bit downwards. And as that flag breaks to the upside, you take the length of the pole of the flagpole, if you will, and put it on the end of the flag, and that's your projected target. A to B of the flagpole equals B to C. And we also have downward flags. So we have bull flags in the uptrend, bear flags in the downtrend, and the pennants are the same thing, but they narrow. They almost form like a wedge or triangle in that flag instead of an equal channel or equal sides between them like a flag would be. So they just become tighter and tighter and tighter in the pennant formation. And they can be bullish upwards pennants or bearish downwards pennants. I've been told over the years, and I think I've told other people because it just makes sense, the more that you see price action get sort of squished into that wedge, the more likely it's going to be explosive when it breaks out. It's sort of like a recoiling snake where the more it tightens and the more it tightens and the less it moves, you expect that big whip to come out of it. So we always get sort of excited about a trade that's continuing with the trend that we're looking for in a pair we're comfortable trading at the right time that's in that sort of wedge pennant, either bullish or bearish, because we know the breakout is coming eventually and we can usually take at least a piece out of that movement. So again, I'm looking at my presentation images here that I know you can't see. And I have some Aussie dollar bullish flag pennants on the one hour. And then I have the moving average. Some of you have used moving averages for years. Some of you have never heard of them. So I'm just going to give you a 10 second overview if I can jam it in there real quick. Moving averages take the candlesticks back the length of the moving average and put the average price point in a line on your chart. It's hard to describe, but if you can imagine your candlesticks, let's say they're making a big arc from the bottom left of the chart all the way up and then they come back down to the right side. If you have a 200 moving average, that's gonna take that average price of the last 200 candlesticks and make a line where the average is. It's gonna be sort of a straight line going through that arc. On the other extreme end, if you put say a five or a 10 moving average on your chart, you're gonna see five or 10 average candlestick prices where that line is put in. So it's gonna be very closely following that curve of the candlesticks. And you can make a moving average anything. You can make a 10, you can make it 200, 500, whatever you might want, and it will tell you basically the direction of the trend. What I have used on some of my divergence trading in the past is a 20, a 50, and a 200 moving average. 
I tend to like the SMA, that stands for Simple Moving Average. Some traders use a Weighted Moving Average, a WMA, or an Exponential Moving Average. The Simple just makes the most sense to me. You know, I've taught the other ones before, and a lot of people like to use um, Exponential EMAs, but I just like them simple. So I use a 20 SMA, a 50 SMA, and a 200 SMA when I do my divergence trading. Most of my trading now is just naked candlesticks with support and resistance lines in there. If I'm looking to find the direction of the trend, you could look on say the daily or four hour. If you're above the 200 SMA, you can consider that an uptrend. If you're below the 200, it's a downtrend. And we try to find those moving averages either diverging or converging with one another. And that's how you trade the direction of the trend. Again, it's, it's hard to describe when you can't see it, but I wanna make you aware of one thing. If you have traded moving averages before, or you can picture them on your chart, just be aware of one thing. There's a lot of scams online where people are selling these red, you know, red light, green light trading things where when you see a red dot, that means sell and a green or blue dot means buy. And it's all based on the moving average crosses, but the moving averages don't cross where the price action is. So if you imagine that arc that I was describing with those three moving averages going across it, the long-term one is flat, the middle one is sort of curving like the arc, and then the, the shorter one is very, very tight to the candlesticks. Where they cross one another is really different from where the price action is. People who are trying to sell you a strategy online, say a $100 automated expert advisor or trading robot, for example, they will say, all you got to do is buy where the moving average is crossed and sell where they cross again, and you made 50 pips. And for traders who aren't that experienced, they'll say, well, hey, this looks really easy. I remember back when I started trading, there were a few traders I worked with a lot that literally were all into the moving average crossovers. And yes, it's good to tell you the direction of the trend, but these are lagging indicators, these moving averages. You can't be right at price action and have a moving average. It just doesn't work. If the trader says you get 50 pips to buy it where it crosses and get out where it crosses back, there's probably only five to 20 pips of actual trade action in there that you can take a part of because it's already too late. If you experiment with it, you'll know what I mean. A lot of you who are experts or been around for a long time are probably nodding your head and saying, yeah, I understand that. But don't fall into the gimmick of all these get rich quick things where you're going to buy moving average indicators or oscillators because they're all lagging indicators. I like to use the three moving averages to give me the direction of the trend. I like to use them when I'm doing divergence training, when I watch my MACD and my stochastics. Those are two things I use for divergence training and longer term time frames. I'm not going to get into that right now because it's really a lot easier just to show you. And of course, I can't do that on a podcast. I, I just wanted to touch briefly today on technical analysis. I want to tell you about bar charts, line charts, candlestick charts, tell you why they're different, touch on support and resistance trading and how you can use swing highs and swing lows to establish lines, see if they agree or come close to even numbers, longer term time frame lines as well, and how to connect up your trend lines. That's an important part of just basic technical analysis. We also touched on a little bit of patterns, head and shoulder, double, triple top, wedges, triangles, flags, pennants. I tried to describe my favorite one, which is the head and shoulders. And then of course, to summarize it up, we touched a little bit on moving averages and how you can select whatever number you want. I use the SMA or simple and they're lagging. So I don't ever depend on trading based on when they cross. I don't wait for candles to close. Some people do that because all brokers have different times. I just look for the basic stuff the simple naked charts for most of my trading now. And it's what's been the most successful over time. If you want to become successful in Forex trading, you gotta put in the time, you gotta put in the effort, and always start with a demo account so you can learn how the platform works. Once you're comfortable with putting in 
buy orders, sell orders, stop losses, take profit or target levels, pending orders, buy stops, buy limits, that type of thing. Once you're comfortable with your lot size, your leverage, your margin, your risk, once you're all good there and you have your charting set up the way you like to look at it with the colors you want and all that type of stuff, picked your time frames that you like, you know, you get all that deep. It takes time, right? It's not easy. But once you get it all set up and you're ready, then I highly encourage you to go to a live account, even if you only trade with pennies per pip. A lot of these brokers now, you can deposit $10, $100, whatever that you can start with on the minimum, just so you can get that real market feel. Because anyone who's been around in this market knows that demo accounts do not trade the same as live accounts. Whether it's a penny or a million dollars a pip, it's just different than a demo account because you have widening spreads, you have swap rates, you have interest, you have commissions if you have a broker that charges that. Always learn on a demo account until you're comfortable with the basics of things and then immediately go to a live account, but fund it with some money that just doesn't matter to you, whether it's $10, whatever it might be, and trade with the smallest lot size you can so you can get familiar with how price action moves in the real world in this awesome Forex market that we have. So that's all I have for today. Next time, I'm gonna be talking a little bit more about fundamental analysis. That's talking about geopolitical things and how the different countries and their currencies work. I think it's going to be awesome because you got to have, in my opinion, a good fundamental view that jives with the technical view if you want to be successful and weed out a lot of those trades that are going to cost you money hand over fist over years. I'm going to be talking about that with you next week. Don't forget you can email me, jason at theforexwarrior.com and let me know if you have a topic you want to have covered. I have several interviews already planned up with some awesome people around the globe. Some of these people are huge business owners, fund managers, mentors, traders, and we're going to have a great time doing longer podcasts with interviews. We're going to be doing some live question and answers, maybe even some video podcasts in the future. But I'm just giving you a little intro here, I'm giving you a few weeks, getting to know me a little bit, learn a bit, a bit about how I trade, see if this podcast is for you. Of course, it's free. Share it with the friends that you have in the Forex markets, those that you think might enjoy it. And I will see you on the other side. Make it a great day. Have a great week trading. Take care. Thank you for listening to the ForexWarrior.com podcast. Subscribe for free in iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and on many more sites all over the web. If you know someone who might enjoy being a guest on a future podcast interview, or if you have something you would like to hear as a hot topic, send an email to Jason at theforexwarrior.com. Forex trading involves risk, so be sure to read the disclaimer on our site. Check out the podcast and resource pages for show notes and links covered in this episode. For the hottest merchandise in the biz, and to learn more about being a true Forex warrior, visit theforexwarrior.com.